What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. And that's you. Wait a minute. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. I got money. Anyway, man, this is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. New, 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 new world order. We back in here, man. Appreciate y'all for being here. This is going to be a great show. We are back with the Blue Chip Mindset number 36, episode number 36. If you didn't know, this is the episode where we get our mind on our money and our money on our mind. And we don't let money be the overriding factor of what we're trying to pursue out here. We're trying to pursue our purpose. Money is a great motivator. We call it an extrinsic motivator. All right. Is it? A, it's a great extrinsic motivator. And it leads you to the one thing that really, really will change the direction of your life. And that is power. And then also leverage and options. All right. So that's what we're looking for. And um a lot of the decisions that we make as we're living the free agent lifestyle has to do with this pursuit of getting on your purpose, earning money so that you can pursue money and uh, sorry, that you can pursue power and leverage and options. All right. That's what that's the mind change that we're trying to get men to understand here. This is why we talk about relationships so much, because most men are at a disadvantage when it comes to relationships, mainly because they might have the hope strategy or they were groomed into believing that relationships provide or uh, provide a result. Um, and most of the time, the result is not positive. All right. So we get a lot of disappointment in our life early in our lives by striking out like Francisco. And we get caught up. We get caught up. So today's show how men are groomed to fail and how you can get yourself out of this situation by breaking the cycle. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to show you a couple of videos and evidence and proof and, and data to get yourself on your mindset. Some of the stuff, it, it could seem like it's being repetitive, but it's not repetitive. It's trying to put this in your head in a drip campaign so you can make improvements. I don't know if you know what's going on in the world today. New, 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 new world order. All right, but uh, the world is changing right in front of us. There was a great reset. There was a build back better. I mean, these aren't conspiracy theories. These people are telling you that this is what they're doing. There are people saying that you will own nothing and be happy. We are headed into ready player one territory. I think these movies are well, well preparing you for this. We potentially are on the brink of a world war. We also are on it in within the midst of an economic collapse of epic proportions. We do have plagues and viruses going crazy that are striking fear into the normies and the Hammeneggers. We have a lot of these things going on right now, and these things don't set you self. It doesn't set up a young generation of men to be focusing on success. You're focused on fear. You're focusing on fear, and this is what they want to focus you on. They want you to keep your focus on this fear so that they can remain in control. New, 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 new world. All right, shout out to everybody. We are recording from the Desert Bunker uh, in in an undisclosed location called Parts Unknown. All right, so the, the, the feds are after me. <laughs> All right, the detectives are after me. Everybody's after me. Uh, the, the ghost of Peace Lee Pass is after me. Um, and you know, everybody's trying to get a piece of CGA right now. They're trying to get their pound of flesh, uh, but they got to know that I don't give up about what they doing around there, but they could do whatever they want to do with old CGA, our cover and rebound. Hey, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, a sign of you doing the right thing and headed in the right direction are when the crabs in the bucket or a barrel show up and they try to get their pound of flesh. They're trying to get whatever they can off the hard work of CGA. All right. But what I'm going to tell you guys a lesson. Let's give you a quick lesson before we get into the show. Uh, the lesson is don't bite the hand that feeds you. Okay, everybody heard that verse or they heard that phrase, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Let me see if I can pop that up right here. 
Uh, here it is right here. Biting the hand that feeds you. Don't bite the hand that feeds you when you're full. Then turn around and expect the hand when you're starving again. Right. This is a great, great. Don't bite the hand that feeds you quote. A lot of times in our society, we bite the hands that feed us, whether it be women divorcing men and then trying to get their pound of flesh through the child support court or through alimony and protection. They run to the law. They take their ass over there. Um, this is biting the hand that feeds you. And oftentimes, let me show you another quote on this one that I found very, very interesting um, right here. Let's see if I can find it up here. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Here it is right here. A man should never should, shouldn't bite the hand that feeds him, even if another hand holds out a golden spoon to him as a reward after his betrayal. Okay, I'll read it again because I kind of slaughtered it. A man shouldn't bite the hand that feeds him, even if another hand holds out a golden spoon to him as reward after his betrayal. All right, and so a lot of times this does happen to a lot of men in general um, with, uh, with when their kids are involved. So this is the situation where... Um, I'm involved in where the golden hands holding out a, a, a sorry, the hand is holding out a golden spoon as a reward for a child's betrayal, a child's grooming into looking at the father as the evil person, the evil person. But at the, at the same time, they want the father to pay the bill. All right. They, they want to bite the hand that feeds them. And they still, as an act of betrayal, want the father to continue to do what they do. Well, we don't do that over here. I don't do that over here. I don't play these reindeer games. All right. Um, I will let people suffer and destroy themselves. All right. I don't care who you I don't care who you are. And you, if you ever wanted to know if I'm cold, all right, as the other side of the pillow, all right, look at my present situation. I really don't give a damn. I really my give a damn is busted. All right. If people betray me, I keep them on the side of betrayal. What if Fresh stay? Stay over there. All right. Shout out to Fresh and the Island Boys. All right. Fresh said, stay over there. All right. Once you choose a side. In my life, your side, you chose your side, and I will let you choose your side. I don't care who you are. All right. And people always want to test this. They think that I'm not like this. I will let your ass perish. I will let your ass destroy yourself from within, especially when it comes to me. You cannot, you cannot stab me in the back and then offer me a hand or a band-aid um, and then expect me to still support you and whatnot. Stay your ass over there. I don't care who you are. I'm cold. I'm cold out here. And the reason why is because I've been I've I've actually had in life and I've lost. I had to rebuild myself and I've 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 attained a level of somewhat of a success or at least recognition or status. I don't give a I really don't. <laughs> OK, once you choose your side, that's the side you're on. And it's almost forever. It's almost forever. All right. <laughs> I was talking to my mom about it. My mom was like, damn. All right. Because my mom has seen that side. Uh, with me on family and even on herself you know i actually had to set her straight a couple of times um with love and um she was like really wow she was like man you are something else <laughs> so if you think if you think i'm something else and you just think i'm something else to other people on women and a lot of black men might think i'm something else on them i'm something else on everybody <laughs> i'm cold I listen and I don't know any other way to live in my mind. It's right in my mind. It's right. So that's what it is. <laughs> All right. And listen and listen and listen. It's right because I know who I am. Like I know what I can provide and I'm not giving people a free damn ride. I don't give <laughs> I don't give people a free ride when I stop at that because people will come in with their moral compass. By the way, this is not a moral compass show. We do not lead with morality. 
All right. We not we don't I don't play that morality game where you get to decide what morality is and then call me evil. All right. But listen, I'm evil as a easel. I'm as evil as it comes. All right. Coach Benito Mussolini over here. But with that being said, with that being said, when it comes to this, when it comes to this. um, I often find people use morality or somewhat shame in order to get me to be cooperative and violating principles of my own life. You know what I mean? Go ahead and violate yourself or go ahead and let yourself get violated. <laughs> it's the right thing to do, right? Come on, man, do the right thing and violate yourself and violate your principles, violate what it, what it means and, and, and feel sorry for people. All right. Coach Alini does not, you know, a 10 hut, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the way it goes. If I'm dishing out the money, same as you people that be like, we should have early terminations of pregnancy, but you pay for it. No, 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 no. See, that's where you lost me. You might've had me with your argument on terminations. I'd be like, yeah, don't bring in any more slaves, lemmings, ham and eggers and knuckle draggers. All right. I'm with you on that. But as soon as you said, I got to pay for it. Nope. Now you lost me. No, I'm not paying for your dumbass decisions. <laughs> I'm not paying for dumbass decisions and I'm not paying when I'm getting screwed. Now, you could try me. You could try me. But anyway, let me get into the show. Dollar Sign CGA Live on the Cash App. That's how you contribute and donate to these shows. These shows are sponsored by the men who are wanting this message to continue. You might, you might be learned your lesson and you want other men to learn a lesson, right? This is why you tune in. You might know this information and you're like, yeah, but we need more men to know this information. Men are lost today. Men don't have no damn purpose. You have no sense of direction. And I'm going to tell you why. You were groomed to fail. We're going to show you evidence of this, by the way. So dollar sign CGA live here on the cash app. And, and then on bin mode, Coach Greg Adams TV. There's no link. I don't have to decide. I haven't found out if you can actually link it. So I have linked PayPal right at the top, which is a easy one for a lot of people. You're watching the show. It's easy. You use PayPal. You use PayPal to pay off your, your junior college girls. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. All right. Uh, yeah. Somebody said pay your own way and pay what you weigh. I don't support. I'm not with supporting people. You know what I mean? I'm just not with that. I'm not with that. I, I think I, I think people would be better supported, not monetarily, but with with good common sense. Right. Put if, if a person is supposed to support and pay well, that person gets to decide and dictate how you you know what I mean? where you go in your direction you can't tell the dude to kiss your ass and then say pay all right so anyway paypal link is up there paypal link is up there and i wish more men will get cold because y'all some weak spineless jelly back ass uh you know limp-wristed ass dudes today that was said with love oh by the way i might say things though a certain way doesn't mean i don't like you <laughs> okay I don't care about this. It's not what you said. It's the way you said it. I'm a tough love type of guy. You know, even when somebody's tough love back to me, I'm just like, damn, you know, but I needed to hear that. Maybe they might be wrong, but I needed to hear that. So this show will be filled with this somewhat motivational, mostly inspirational, but it is, it's the only way I can say it. Don't try to control how I say it. I got to really just say it this way. All right. So let's get the earlier contributors to this show. And then we'll get into the show. All right. Shout out to who is over on, who is this? Venmo. Hey, what do we got here? 
what do we got here? It's oh, it's El Jefe is in the building. All right, what do we got here? He says, getting my morning CGA juice in the building. I'm I'm broadcasting here. Uh, getting my morning CGA juice in here. All right, you're getting motivated today. That's what we do. All right, or inspired. Shout out to Sizzo. He says it's blue chip mindset Wednesday, my favorite part of the day. And I've been focusing on my career. So I could focus on my career. Your boy officially is a junior college graduate. Shout out to you. Bachelor's degree at age 20. LOL. But it's all right. Hey, whoa, whoa. Bachelor's degree. All right. Come on, man. Hey, let's go get it. He says, much love, CGA. And thanks for keeping us men on our grind and our purpose. All right. Appreciate you, man. Hey, man, look, you can do it. You can do it. Just stay focused. And we'll tell you a couple of things that get you guys in these situations where you lose focus. Oh, man, losing focus. Shout out to who else is on over here? Over here. We got our man, Rusted Junk, I believe. All right. I believe that's your name, right? All right. We'll call you Noel. All right. He says, looking forward to this message. It'll probably fly, fly over the heads of the pro blacks. All right. Because running game on scallywags is more important than setting yourself up for a solid financial future. Right. Right. I, I know that. It's one of the vices that gets in the way of progress of men. This is why you're groomed. Many of these men are groomed uh, for failure. He says, this means more money for me. And I got my Ferrari and I get my Ferrari much sooner. He says, please play me the troll song. Hey, it's been a while, huh? <laughs> the troll song. Yes, indeed. For that super chat, we doing it in the building. Oh, boy. We got a couple more in here. All right. Uh, let's see. I want, I'm trying not to say government names. So it takes me just a few minutes. He says, thank you. This is from, we'll call you Nasad. He says, thank you for teaching. Take you, wait, thanks to your teaching. I realized that my ex-wife praying mantis me, coach. He says, we're now separated and my daughter isn't even three years old yet. Oh, that's a praying mantis. She hit me with the, I'm not happy. And now I'm sure <laughs> she has another bull in the ring, even though she's denying it. Well, she's gone from you, right? She got me on the hook for alimony and child support. I don't have a prenup. I don't have a prenup. And you're worth about $500,000. Everything is paid. No debt. All right. Your house and cars are paid off. Should I leave the country or let the family court take my bag? This is what I get for messing with a damn straggle daggle. Hit me with the prices wrong. I'm going to hit you with the double prices wrong. Sheesh. Um, man, that, that guy was obviously set up. All right, that was a setup. Setup of the century. Should you leave the country? You can consider it if you can continue to earn money, uh, have a, earn, a way of earning money in another country, right? So let's say, you know, there are mobile jobs now. Like I can leave the country and continue to do this job and probably live like a damn king somewhere in the Philippines with somebody rubbing my feet and somebody giving me, uh, you know, putting a flat chest in my face, motorboating it. <laughs> right so i could actually do well doing live streams you know what i mean and doing youtube and selling books or whatever um and it'll be a way for me to um uh be away from the family court so if you could possibly do that and you're willing to do that and you can earn money i probably would do it um you know your kid is going to be held hostage against you for the next 15 years i want people to understand how long he has to deal with this story okay um, somebody says how long you've been married depends, determines alimony. It depends on what state, depends on what state. So some states, they do it half, half the term of the marriage. Some states do it, you know, lifetime. It depends. It depends. 
she's not going to get a lot of maintenance here, spousal maintenance, but that child support, she's going to make a bag on child support. I would bounce. <laughs> I would be like. And uh, yeah, man, you know, you can, you know, you guys got to understand the United States is a great place, but it's actually deteriorating right before our eyes. It used, it's not what it used to be. And other countries actually probably have different in infrastructure that would be more suitable to you. You just got to do your research. I'm not telling you to do this, but you got to do your research. It might be more beneficial for you if you're able to earn money or whatever. So uh, the child support services or family court, she's going to you she's going to restrict your kids access to your child for a long time. This is going to wear on you. It's going to age you. It's going to stress you out. And um, you're going to think that you're going to think you've seen it all. And then there's going to be something that you'd be like, damn, I never knew she would do that. Right. You're going to think you've seen it all. And you'd be like, there's nothing else she can do. Guys, dude, with these systems and these people, I mean, especially if she she's broke, she's going to use and abuse you. OK. She's going to use and abuse you. And um, uh, for the next 15 years. So you decide. You decide. Uh, man, anyway, sorry to hear that, brother. All right. But uh, it's the reality. And he knows he got praying mantis. It was a strategic move to get your seed and now remove your influence from the child because she's going to interfere with your parentage without a doubt. If she collects child support, she was, she will. She's going to limit your access to the child. She might make some false claims. Uh, she might claim abuse. She might, she might, uh, what they do is they use the referee. They use the family courts to referee your relationship. That's all it is. All right. And then the, then, then she brings you in front of the damn court and then they 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 go scripted on you and tell you how bad of a parent you are. You're not supporting your child and you're giving everything. You're doing everything and you're doing it against all odds and malicious uh, prosecution used by women. And the courts allow it because that's how they get paid. So it's a sad thing, man. A lot of guys are in these situations and you deal with it. You deal with it. And uh, yeah, it says pay ransom, pay your ransom. They hold your kids hostage and they make claims. You know what I mean? It's sad. And I've, it's not just my situation. I see it all the time because I've been to family court many, 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 many times. And the amount of frivolous things that happen in that building is ridiculous. Uh, they use weapons against you and in pettiness. All right. It's crazy. We're not talking about that today. All right. But a shout out to you. What do we got? No government name says. Coach, how do you deal with failure while building up your side hustles? I've had my ups and downs, or is it just trust the process? Yes, it's trust the process. I've did this whole thing of building myself and taking risks. We'll talk about that. Um, it is trust the process because you're going to have up, ups and downs. And not only are you going to have ups and downs just building, you're going to have ups and downs while you're built, all right? So uh, think about this. You're trying to become a champion. You're trying to become a champion. Being Becoming a champion is difficult. Climbing that ladder of success, trying to beat the champion, trying to beat the people who are trying to beat the champion, right? So when you become a champion, it's much harder to remain a champion than it is to become it, right? So you think you can rest on your laurel, laurels when you become a champion, but each night you get everyone's best game because you are now the champion. So if you think it's hard now and you're wanting to give up, well, then you're not going to be ready for when you get to where you need to go because when you get there, you're going to start getting lawsuits. The IRS is going to come after you. Baby mamas are going to come after you. Straggle daggles. Women trying to get pregnant on you. Uh, employees that are sitting sitting like, sitting like in their chair like a bump on the log, not trying to help you, but to just grape you for your paycheck. 
Okay. Taxes. I mean, there's going to be a whole bunch of things and ups and downs that you're going to have to deal with. So deal with it now. Deal with it now. Get through it now. And then understand that when you get to the top or when you get to the place you need to get to, it's going to be much harder. Okay. Yeah. False allegations. Somebody says everyone stop paying child support. I wish one minute. I wish men could get together on on two consecutive months and don't give child support a dime. They'll they'll collapse. All right. I'm actually going to probably start that movement here. All right. Where are we at? We got a couple more. This is good information. Thank you for the questions. We got no name here. Says, hey, coach, notice last year you were a little off and flustered. He says, maybe had a junior college coming over or something on your mind. Maybe it's me. Hope you're all well. He says, stay grinding, brother. We appreciate you. So last year, yeah, I had a lot more going on. Now that I'm here, mostly by myself, my son comes back and forth against the wishes of his mother because my son wants to maintain an established relationship with his father. He really looks up to me. And so that's the only thing I have going on here. But in Southern California, I actually bumped into a guy yesterday that watches the show in person. And he was like, oh, man, you know, why did you move here? And I was like, you know, Southern California, it you're constantly on the hustle and the grind. Even if you make money, like your minimum comfort level, uh, your minimum income for comfort level in, in Southern California is $300,000 a year, a year. Um, You know what I mean? Like, uh, because there's a lot of wealthy people around you and these people provide things for themselves that you cannot participate in unless you have a certain status. Otherwise you're kind of in the middle. And um, not only did I have that need to, damn, I'm, I'm still trying to make it, you know what I mean? I'm still trying to go. Um, I also had, um, I also had a lot more distractions around me. I lived in a smaller place. Now I live in a bigger place. I have least distractions around me. I don't have that sense of, Oh shit, I got to keep this, ball juggling <laughs> you know what i mean i changed my mindset to provide myself space now the one negative that's going to come from that is i got a custody issue that's resulted from that and a person that is so malicious that she will not allow me to adjust and thrive and go forward and let everybody benefit she wants to you know it, she wants that that's the only distraction that i have everything else is fantastic i had junior college girls i had gorditas i had all of that you know, over in Southern California. Now I removed, I moved over here. I got myself settled with a couple of junior college slimmies. All right. I got less distractions and um, I'm focused on my career, right? So I could focus on my career. It is what it is. Yeah, it's not comfortable. Southern California is, doesn't make you comfortable. Although I love it and I always diss other places. Southern California keeps you always, <laughs> you always got to keep this going. You know what I mean? It's crazy. All right, but uh, guys, get headspace. Headspace is very important. Uh, here we go. Let me see if I can say your name. We'll call you Id Idris. He says, coaching, he says, thank you for opening my eyes to the reality. I found one of your videos on local on Seeking in the comment section. Are there more? Yes. If you are a subscriber or a supporter over on Locals, what you will get is all of the streams on Seeking. All right. You have to, you guys will have to, I don't know why people not, not, a, I don't know why a thousand people aren't over there. And I, let me get some cash apps. Um, go over on, if you think you have it understanding about women in the dating marketplace and you have not gone over to that level of the dark side, once you go over there and if you don't want to register for the site, don't do it, but go watch me go through this process. You, it's mind blowing. 
it will change your life. It's going to change your whole perspective. You're going to be like, whoa, I thought I knew. <clears throat> Somebody said, I wish I never saw. I think Stormy, is that a woman or a, uh, a guy? Stormy said, I wish I never saw. You, you're going to remember when I say these things. When you see it, you cannot unsee it. You will not be able to unsee it anymore. You'll be like, oh, my God, like what is going on? All right. By the way, shout out to everybody that is on the Money Mindset. There's the Money Mindset link there Sunday nights. So um, the Seeking Streams go on Sunday morning. Sunday nights, we come back with Money Mindset. That's on the Patreon level, which is patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. You can get that at the top tier level. I need to upload the replays from the last two weeks, so I'll do that this week. Uh, but that is the link right there. You get probably 30. No, we got we're almost a year into the money mindset streams. All right. A year. So check those out. By the way, the first 30 minutes of us just ad living. Yes, indeed. All right. So uh, let me do a let me see here. I'm going to do a couple of cash apps and then we'll get on. Shout out to Jones G morning coffee for the coach. Keep building. That's what we doing here. Guys, 10 years ago, I was I lost my career, which means I voluntarily left my career of 15 years. I lost it. Um, I lost my family. I lost my marriage and I lost access to full-time access to my kids all in one year. And I start living in my car to change the direction of my life. I was essentially what I call houseless by choice, right? But it was, a, it was choice to actually repair my uh, economics. I was living in a car 10 years ago. Mm. XL Pro Services, a shout out to you. Thank you, sir. And then a couple more says, um, we'll call you public lighting. He says, on vacation, loving the live streams. Thanks, CGA. Enjoy your vacation, brothers. He says, our XX is groomed to fail. Um, not necessarily they're kind of born to fail, but uh, they're, what, they, what, they're, what they're born to is actually to attach to men, which I call hitching their wagon to a star, right? That's what they actually try to do. They're trying to wait at the finish line to hitch their wagon to a star. But their, their self-destructive nature is what a lot of biblical scriptures, a lot of philosophers tried to warn you about. They're simply self-destructive. And when they don't have instruction, they're headed to self-destruction. So it is our job. We were put here, in essence, to provide instruction for them to prevent them from self-destructing. Okay, so when they are put in leadership position, many times they're self-destructive. Or they may be in a position where they think they're contributing equally. Right. Like in a marriage or in a work setting. And they're like, I'm doing just as much as you're doing. And then you say, OK, you remove yourself from the equation and they collapse in in no time flat. And what do they do? They sue you. They try to get they try to get courts to take the money from you. They start false allegating. They start doing everything they can to keep the image up that they're actually contributing. And you failed. No, they failed. They self-destructed. They got in their own way. And you men. You men have been groomed to believe these same philosophies. I'm going to show you because we're going to get into the show. Let's let's kick it right now. Kick it, as uh, Vanilla Ice says. Let's kick it. Do me a favor. Hit the like buttons in here. And by the way, this show does not promote hate nor harm of anybody based on gender. What other stuff? Uh, relationship status. Shout out to the married women in here. Relationship, race, or class. I'm cold-hearted on everybody. I'm just a little bit cold-blooded. And it might sound insensitive to the Generation Z and the millennials because you ain't heard nothing like this. All right. You guys grew up with a lot of limp-wristed, weak men that don't know how to stand up for themselves, you know. So um, 
And a lot of time, most of these people, just to be frank, I'll be frank with you. Most of these people have nothing to show for some of this bullshit you believe. I mean, you got nothing to show for it. You oftentimes have dug yourself a hole. Ask your Generation X parents how much money they got saved for their retirement right now. Go to if you want to ask me, if you want to actually challenge me on this one, go find a Generation X person who thinks they know what they're talking about. Ask them how much their money they got saved for their retirement. I'll wait. All right. Ask a baby boomer. What are they actually passing on to their Generation X descendants? I'll wait. They ain't got shit but debt and destruction. But y'all want to talk that noise. Like y'all know something. You guys don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know nothing. Most people don't. But uh, you want to listen, rest on your moral compass. I tell you, morality is a, a mostly a weakness. And it's used against poor people like men who run game is mostly for broke ninjas. You can be mad if you want. Men trying to build themselves and expecting women to come build with them in 2022 by running game. Broke ninja strategy. Same as a lot of you guys here. Oh, I'm a moral person, though. And that's all it takes is love and morality. No, it don't. Mm. Now, it matters. It's nice to have love and morality. But your morality ain't my morality. <laughs> but it is what it is. It is what it is. You can keep believing what you want to do. Trust and believe. All right, let's stop messing around here. I thought I had some tabs here. My editors are going to be pissed this morning. They're like, where's the tabs, coach? That's their cheat code when I put up little uh, things that scroll across the screen. Let's do this. Let's talk about men getting older. Shout out to angry man Valdez. A long time ago, I heard him talk about this particular thing, men getting older. Here's a tab for you, editors. Okay. Men getting older. In certain communities, getting older and aging is a weakness. A lot of people will use the you're old thing on guys, especially when you're talking about black people. I, I keep wanting to talk about black people all the time. I don't, it's not a, on purpose. But in the community, getting older is weakness. In some communities, getting older, let's just say the Japanese culture, getting older is wisdom. Getting older is like, oh, you're an elder. Getting older means you're wise, and other people can learn. Back in a day, back in the times past, men who got older actually prepared young men to prepare themselves to be protectors and providers and secure, right? We gave them knowledge and wisdom. But in our community, unfortunately, and then this day and time, getting older is seen as a weakness. But you don't know, death is around the corner for everybody, no matter what age you are at this particular point. But you're always a decade away from being old. I'm going to give you a couple of examples that he gave. This is Angry Man Valdez about how people perceive age in certain communities and how they somehow want you to disappear. In the NBA, a person is considered old by age 32. They'll say you're washed up. You know, certain stars now, they can use the miracles of modern science to keep themselves into the league. LeBron James is playing 20, 21 years. That's rare, but he's got money to actually keep his body in shape to actually play these years. And he's a phenomenal athlete. But there was a time that a person would be 30, 35, and they were old. You're old. You're washed up. Okay. There's also in hip-hop music. If you're a rapper and you're age 30, 30, you could be age 28. What do you do? You're too old to be rapping, right? 
because we can never imagine like a Motown 50th year reunion of rappers getting old. They're supposed to just get shot, killed, um, you know, broke, uh, destitute by age 28, 30. They're supposed to be wrapping it up. (laughs) And so in our perception of age, we look at age, we look at old as a weakness instead of a strength. And that's something that you have to change your mind. We've been groomed to believe that, that people are washed up when they're old. Uh, unfortunately, other cultures know that you're just getting going when you're older, right? You're like, you're getting going. You actually have least distraction. You have least distraction with women. Your testosterone levels decreasing, which is an advantage, but people will say it's a disadvantage. Well, you probably got low T because you old. Well, that's an advantage because now I can let the big head out the little head. And so now that I can focus on my career, I can focus on the direction that I'm going. I actually can make better decisions to myself for myself. Instead of running game, broke ninja style. See, a young person will run game, broke ninja style and end up old in five to 10 years. And then he's going to end up trying to teach the lessons that he learned to younger men. Oh, shit, man, that running game was a waste of time. Right. Let me show you a couple of examples here. I'm here to share. Um, This is a video that I got from Godfrey podcast. Shout out to Godfrey. He's a comedian here. He's going to talk about this idea of getting older and staying single and how it's an advantage to him because now you can actually enjoy your life without the distractions of clouded of high levels of testosterone in your brain and trying to impress dudes that with the sixes you're banging. Let's go ahead and play it. Single still, right? Yeah. How you like it? How it's you amazing. Like it? And as you get older, too, <laughs> it's even better yeah. <laughs> because now you're even more set in your ways <laughs> and you're not putting up with any bullshit. You might have put up with it 10, 15, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, yeah. not anymore. Like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, you I'm know, so good. You know, some chick, you know, you want to go kayak? Nah, go, go, <laughs> go yourself. Have fun. If you drown, I'll fucking I'll get in contact with your family. <laughs> 20 years ago, I'd be, yeah, let me fucking tie one to the roof and go fucking kayak. Yeah, I'm good now. My testosterone's under 400. I'm not putting up with your bullshit anymore. I'm good. Go paint the garage yourself. I'll give you pussy if you go paint the garage. Nah, I'm good. All right, so this is the idea what happens here. A lot of guys don't understand this, and they come to my show. They're like, who hurt you? No, what happens is you start living good. You start living good. Coogee, he says, now I'm living better now. Coogee sweater now. Because what happens is, what happens is, and this, people are like, well, that means you don't enjoy getting sex. That's not true, right? That's not true. I enjoy it, and I actually can temper myself in a way that doesn't destroy myself, all right? Where's the, uh, here it is right here. So I can use the vice that a lot of you guys are addicted to, and of course, I remember I was there before. But these days, those days, I would use these vices or I would make decisions, long term decisions for my life based on this need and desire for women or pleasure, sexual pleasure or whatever. Like you get married, you get engaged, you you want to have a legacy, you you want to do all of these things that that nature is 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 uh, basically poisoning you to make these decisions. And oftentimes you make the wrong decision. And now you're paying lifetime alimony, you're paying child support, or you're paying for recovery from false allegations and all of these things right there. Or you're making you're making decisions that uh, or you're avoiding making decisions that you would have made just to try to impress a woman. Right. And so let our man Dylan's father talk about it. Yo, so I'm raw dogging this chick, right? She goes, yo, I'm on birth control. You can just bust a on me whenever you want. And you know what I did? I busted. 
So now this is Dylan. He just turned two the other day. Somebody said you're reaching your final form. And so here it is right here in your 20s. You're hyped up on the drug of testosterone, which is great for you. You'll be physically fit and active and you'll have abs for no reason. Uh, you'll be excessively horny over time, right? And then over time, you know, you hit your mid-20s. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, you hit your 30s, it's lower. You hit your 40s, it's a little bit lower. You hit your 50s, it's a little bit lower. 60s and whatnot. Now, just because these levels are low, they're excessively high compared to women. All right, most women. You still got an advantage. You still going to have sexual desires. There's men in their 50s and 60s that still be going at it, banging them out and banging out junior college brawls. So you're still going to be after women, but you're not going to make dumbass decisions. All right. And I'm going to share that Godfrey podcast thing one more time. This is an advantage. People look at aging as a disadvantage. And a man will come to my show, age 20, age 25. And what's wrong with you guys? And you can't get this. You can't get that. And we realize it's not even about that anymore. Life is much more. We can actually see a bigger picture. We can actually wake up and not be distracted by all of the stuff you're distracted by. And we'll have a better result in life as we go for this. Let's go ahead and show it again. You're single still, right? Yeah. How you like it? How it's amazing. Like it? And as you get older, too, yeah. <laughs> it's even better. Yeah. <laughs> because now you're even more set in your ways. <laughs> and you're not putting up with any bullshit. You might have put up with it 10, 15, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, yeah. not anymore. Like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. You I'm know, so good. You know, some chick, you know, you want to go kayak? Nah. Go, go, <laughs> go yourself. Have fun. If you drown, I'll fucking, I'll get in contact with your family. <laughs> 20 years ago, I'd be, yeah, let me fucking tie one to the roof and go fucking kayak. Yeah, I'm good now. My testosterone's under 400. I'm not putting up with your bullshit anymore. I'm good. Go paint the garage yourself. I'll give you pussy if you go paint the garage. Nah, I'm good. All right, so Godfrey found that excessively funny. <laughs> All right, uh, anyway, let's see here. Godfrey is cracking up, but this is kind of what happens. So Getting older is seen as a disadvantage when in many times it's a great advantage for you. All right. But men don't have an abundance of mindset. And so they think they're going to miss out in their 20s. But we often tell you guys the junior college is litty right now. And women turn 18 every day. But they're going to shame you out of that. Well, don't go get those young girls. Get somebody that's left over and all that stuff. Right. But you guys don't have an abundance mindset. And it's oftentimes you're like, well, it's my last this effort, too. And it's not actually true. You guys will. I'm just just to testify to you guys. When you get leverage and options and you live the blue chip mindset, you're going to have plenty of options. You're going to have. And if you want to bang older women, you'll have way more many options. If you can stay fit, stay somewhat resourceful, like you don't have to be rich. Stay somewhat resourceful, stay fit, eat right, do a little bit of cardio and uh, keep your skin uh, fairly well. You're going to have plenty of options. Odds are you're not even going to want the options that are out there if you get to this po point in your life. Okay, everybody got that. All right, so let's go into these things here. How you were groomed into doom. Many of us, uh, let's see here. Many of us have been raised in broken homes. Broken homes is grooming you for doom. Anybody that believes people can be successful that grew up in broken homes are living the hope strategy. Of course, you will have the exception to the room. Groomed for doom is going to be the tab here. Groomed for doom. Many of you guys will be have the exception of to, of to the rule. Like me, I was growing up in a broken home. But what happens is it takes you much longer to launch. 
But we have this idea that people can break up, produce children or produce children, break up and then somehow turn out successful children. It's not true. It's not true. Overwhelmingly, the statistics bear out that most of these people fail miserably. And then if you've been raised by a single mother, most likely you've failed to launch at the proper time. And so we push this kid narrative out until 22, 25. They're still kids. No, no, you're not. Grow up or grow out. I don't know what to tell you. But let me show you an example of once the protector is moved from the family. And when you say stuff like this, people get irate. <laughs> they get irate. No, this is not true. And it's very true. All right, so this is from the show, The Officer Tatum. Fair use. Fair use. Officer Tatum, you know what it is, bro. You know what it is. You're a YouTuber. Fair use. I want you to look here. Um, These two young men, I don't want to misgender them, but I'm going to say these are young boys. As you can see, the young boy here looks like he has a man bun and blue hair. All right. Uh, behind him is his single mother. She's already devastated her life. And to the left here is another looks like a young boy. Now, as you can see, the mother is not in best shape. She has tattoos all over her forearms. She's probably living off child support because I don't see no father around here. I don't see a father. And I want you to listen to what is happening here and i'll play this clip a couple of times listen to what she had to say wrote a clip people that aren't like serial killers like ted Bundy. does your mom say you have to be lgbt um, no. no i think she's what i want to be but something but go ahead uh-oh you see what happened here i can choose what i want to be but then the young boy over here I'm, I'm assuming this is a young male child here he looks like he got breasts and all that already and he's out of shape already. He's already groomed for doom. This is groomed for doom. And this one person right here, this young boy said he tried to stop the other young boy from talking. And then the mom was like, oh, 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 oh. And uh, blah, 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 blah. she started stu stu stuttering. And I'll uh, go ahead and tell. Let's go ahead and tell you. Go ahead. Keep talking. Say what you're saying. My mom doesn't matter if I'm up, if I am gay or lesbian or any of that. She doesn't care. All she cares about is that I'm a part of it. And if I'm not a part of it, she'll try to convince me to uh, um, get, join it. Because I, <laughs> I. What? Are you sorry right now? Wait, what? All she cares about is that I'm a part of it. Look at the mom in the background. She's shuffling. Look at the mom in the background. Look at the mom in the background, the, the doomer groomer. And when I'm talking about grooming, I'm not just talking about LGBT. OK, this is just an example of the because just to put it straight, let me just put let me just set you guys straight because this is not going to be on no hate. You're hating LBGT. No, what you have to understand is when you were a kid, whatever agenda was alive and well, when you were a child, they groomed you for doom for that agenda, namely black lesbian. I mean, black lives matter. You got groomed for doom for that. That was a destructive movement. No, nothing positive happened except the $90 million that disappeared. Let's go forward to that. All of the victimhood mentality. All of the single mother is a hero. You are a princess warrior. They groomed you for doom to believe that. That was the agenda of that day. And you were groomed for doom, most likely if you grew up with a single mother or in a broken home family, and you ever came out as a male child to believe any of that BS. Many of the rappers that put out the music to keep you in the victim mindset 
were doomed for groomed for doom and made you believe the bullshit. Stuff that would never happen to you, but you actually feared it on a daily basis. The police going to get me. How many times did the police actually give you, get you? Not very many. And they got you out there in your damn wet-ass diapers trying to punch police, right? Don't talk to the police. Don't do this. Now, that's legally. I wouldn't talk to the police either for no damn reason. Because you know they investigators. They gather information. They agents of chaos and agents of the state. So that is what it is. However, this grooming, this mentality actually paralyzed you. And kept you from being who you needed to be because you're worried about something that's probably never going to happen to you versus versus you actually going uh, and believing this and making it take you down. Okay, think of any agenda. You're single. This is not just LBGT. 20 years prior, your mother was grooming you for doom. Your single mother, even if you were married, she was grooming you for doom. Okay, let me go ahead and play that clip again so you can see this. This is not just the today stuff. This is stuff going on now. And if I'm not a part of it, she'll try to convince me to uh, um, get, join it. Because I... What? Are you sorry right now? What did he just say? <laughs> what the hell did he just say? Uh, All right. Uh, um, Let's play it again. It. I don't care. Wait. God, wait, 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 wait. Like Ted Does your mom say you have... So this is what's happening to young men. This is what's happening. And it happened to you. Trust me, it happened to you. The same bullshit victim narrative that she felt as she ripped you away from your father, ripped you away from the sub. She kept you in struggle and straggle. That's why you straggle and sniggle today. And it doesn't matter your race. She kept you drinking Mountain Dew and eating beef jerkies. These boys right here. Look at these boys. This boy been hopped up on uh, Lucky Charms, beef jerky, sunflower seeds, and Mountain Dew. This boy already got breasts already. All right, he's done. He's groomed for doom. And this guy's going to wake up at some particular point and go, what the hell happened to me? It's too late. This is abuse. I have to be LGBT. Um, no. no, I can choose what I want to be, but sometimes. But- uh, 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 shut up. You saying too much. You see them? They start panicking. I can choose what I want to be, but uh, 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 they was like this. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. <laughs> shut up. Because <laughs> when kids start talking. Go ahead, Lex. Go ahead. Keep talking. Say what you're saying. Yeah. L- say what I told you to say. My mom doesn't matter if I'm up, if I am gay. Or- look at her. She started looking. She's starting to looking. And she put her hand on his back to keep parroting and then pupping in his ass. Or a lesbian or any of that. She doesn't care. All she cares about is that I'm a part of it. Uh-huh. Uh, she looking. Uh-huh. It. And if I'm not a part of it, she'll try to convince me to uh, um, get, join it. Because I... <laughs> What are you saying right now? All she can look at her face now. <laughs> look at her face, huh? This is your single mama when you asked for lunch money and you didn't have it. When you went to school and all you had was pop tarts for bre- breakfast. This is your mama, and I'm not just saying it was your mother. You know what I mean? It was your, your dad had a part in this too. But this is this is how we raise children today, and you were definitely groomed for doom, just like this. This is your leader. And the reason why she's doing this to these guys is because she has no future. She has no future in her front. And she's going to fail all the way out unless she can somehow get these kids to keep her ass alive. So she's using these kids, all right, in order to keep herself in the situation, to gain attention and all this bullshit, right? She don't care about it. She's just, she's just trying to self-preservation right here in her self-destructive nature. Yeah, and, she, and these guys, somebody said, and she hates the dad. 
And so in order to get these boys and look how he has to look over his shoulder at your, at his mom, as he's speaking the truth, she hates the dad so much that she has to make these kids so much. Unlike the father that she procreated with, she's got to destroy the dad within them. Continuing. Here's about is that I'm a part of it. And if I'm not a part of it, she'll try to convince me to uh, um, get, join it because I. What? Are now, you- look at this guy right here. Guys, you, you guys actually fear your mother when you know she's destroying you. And the boy right here or the young child right here is looking at him speaking facts. And look how he has to look over. Because I. He's like, uh oh, secrets out. Secrets out, mom. He called you out. Look at her face. Look at his face. This is as if you, when you were a kid and you start talking about how your mom's exploiting uh, the child support system against the father. And that's how you would do. Oh, shit. I can't say that. Yep. My mom gets the child support money and she spends it on hair, nails, purses, car payments, apartment. <laughs> and she like, oh, you guys literally allowed this to happen for uh, some 30 or 40 years. And we actually keep saying that that it's okay to be co-parents. It's okay to be single mothers. It's okay to be single fathers. Guys, the recipe is not that. The recipe is not broken home. The recipe is intact families, most of the time led by males. If you want women to lead families, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. That's going to probably cause conflict later on. And you're going to call men insecure, and it's not going to work out. All right? So the formula of for success is the formula for success. The formula for uh, doom is the formula for doom. And this is doom. I don't care what agenda you put on here. This is doom. Many of you guys grew up like this. Continuing. What are you saying right now? What did he just say? What the hell? Hey, did what is he this? Just say uh, facts. That I was- oh, somebody said the dude said facts. I want you to listen to this. Watch the kid said facts. Uh, facts that I would convince you to join what? <laughs> he said facts. I gotta play that again. He said facts. Listen to the kid. Hey, uh, facts that I would. <laughs> he said, "What I said is facts. I don't give a damn what you're saying." And this is on IG Live, so she's shuffling. Convince you to join what? The LGBTQIA plus community. White people. All right, all right. Shout out to Officer Tatum there. Fair use, fair use, fair use, fair use. Let me invoke that because he might come over here, man. Hey, shout out to Officer today. Hey, do not come over here and mess with me today, bro. All right, look, where are we at? Fair use, fair use. Excessive copyrighted materials and blah, blah, blah. All right, so this is what you guys are doing. You, you guys don't know. You grew up with abusive parents. And if you grew up in a single mother household, most likely you grew up with abuse. And it wasn't from the father. Like, we excuse abuse of children from mothers. Single mothers at that, like parental alienation is a form of abuse. If they talk about your father, even if he was a piece of trash, he might have been a piece of trash, but maybe he wasn't. That's abuse. Many of you guys have been in in situations where you got abused, you know, by people touching you because of the absence of the protector or the father. Many of you guys grew up in thinking uh, lacking was normal. This is grooming for doom. Like we, you ever be in these situations where you, where you tell stories about how miserably you grew up as a badge of honor, you'll find, let's just say at a college campus, you'll find a black kid who grew up with a two parent household 
in a middle class suburb and went to school in a racially demographic balanced area. People will belittle that kid. What? You don't know nothing. You don't know nothing about the experience of struggle. You don't know about eating sugar sandwiches and syrup sandwiches. You ain't really black. You ain't really authentic. You ain't really Latino or Chicano. You ain't really this. See, the real struggle is X, Y, and Z. The real struggle is this. The real struggle is not having things and lacking and wearing mismatched socks and growing up with two pair of pants and all of this stuff. You would actually belittle the person that grew up with stable household, a father that was participating, the mother that did not try to remove the father. And you will go in there, be sitting up there talking about this person don't have a real authentic experience when they're off with and when their experience is authentic. And you're going, how much of an abused person do you have to be to normalize struggle? You were abused. You were groomed for doom and you don't realize it. And you're so abused that you think growing up in straggle cities is a badge of honor when people grew up in suburbs. It happens all the time. You will call a person a sellout or Oreo or an Uncle Tom or a damn whatever you want to call them for having two-parent household not growing up in struggle. We actually keep it as a bad. This is abuse. You guys keep it as a badge of honor. For saying, I grew up in Baltimore. I grew up in New Orleans, the murder capital of this. I grew up in Compton. I grew up in L.A. and Watts. I grew up in Nickerson Gardens. I grew up in Chicago. I grew up in, you know, Marcy Projects. I grew up in Miami Gardens. You guys wear this as a badge of honor because you were abused. You were groomed for doom. And when you realize it. And when I call it out, I'll call the Uncle Tom or sellout. Well, you don't know because why do I have to know? Why do I have to experience that struggle? And not only that, why do I have to reset my future family to experience the struggle? This is called breaking the cycle. You're unwilling to break the cycle because you celebrate death and decay. You, you celebrate doom as if it's normal. We normalize it. Huh? Am I preaching today? I'm just, I'm just letting you guys know. In many of these celebrations of lacking only further perpetuates the struggle. It only keeps you in the breaking, uh, keeps you in this cycle. It is not until you stand up against this abuse. It is not until you stand up against this victim mindset that you become who you want to become. You got to be able to do it. And I don't care if you grew up in a trailer park trash in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, and you're a white person, or you're a Chicano or a Latino or a Latinx or whatever you guys want to call yourself this decade. I don't care who you are and you grew up with parents that were immigrants or you grew up with parents that were here uh, living in Santa Ana since the 1850s. I don't care who you are. In this situation, you got to be the one that breaks the cycle. That's the only way to do it. And you got to go full atom bomb on your family. <laughs> you got to go full atom bomb on your family because they are part of the cycle that you need to break. Because if they're stuck in the cycle, and you want to hold on to them, you're going to just keep the cycle going, okay? Um, last part of this, and I'll get to the Super Chats. Have you ever been in a situation where you've seen a teenage mom or a teenage son, like a teenage dad, all right? It's one of the most despicable things that can happen to a young person. And uh, you might have to go to a straggle, struggle city near you to see this. And I've been in these areas. 
you see a young girl, she gets knocked up, impregnated, 13, 14, 15, and you're going, shit, this ain't going to end well. <laughs> you already know it's not going to end well. Or you see the young boy, he done knocked up some neighborhood girl, and you're like, oh, shit, his life is tore up. But you're scared to say something. You're like, mm, maybe I shouldn't say anything. But you know they've already shot themselves in the foot. And you see it. You see the young girl, she has the baby, she's trying to rock the baby, and you know what I mean? She's doing all of this. She ain't prepared for this. She's not prepared. And then you look at the mom and they talking about social services and the dad needs to step up. The dad is 16. The girl's 14, 15. You're like, oh boy, you need to pair, you need to take care of that kid. Kid's not ready for it. Son's not ready for it. He is not ready to provide for that kid. Now they took upon their responsibilities to do it. That it is what it is. But certain certain people never even engage in that cycle. That is not even an option. It's never going to happen. But you see this and you go, shit. And then you see the next generation copy it. They do the exact same thing in this exact same mindset. And I say, damn. You got to really get you got to really get away from these people. All right. If you are around people who normalize this form of abuse, this form of family raising only to still be actually further worsening themselves, you got to get away. It is up to you to get away from that bull crap. It is not healthy. You're being abused. If you accept it, you're being abused. If you find it normal, you're being abused. And you need help. You need to understand that you've been groomed for doom. You need to break the cycle. And it takes one. And you got to go full atom bomb on your family. You got to go full President Eisenhower. <laughs> full President Eisenhower on your family. Drop the bomb and get the hell up out of there. You got to nuke. You got to nuke it. Anyway, let me get to these super chats here. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck in it, and you're going to repeat the same mistakes that people uh, never learn for themselves. And again, this doesn't have to do with race or anything like this, because I see all races of people doing this. Well, it's crazy. Shout out to, we'll call you Salif T. He says, my mother moved to another state after getting married to a new dude. They took my little brother with them yesterday. Oh, man. Wait, 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 at age 22, this ain't meant to help me but herself. All right. So you, you recognize that you're in college working full time. That's the last thing I needed. So this is just recent. Your mom married another dude, followed the dude to another state. How old is your brother? Obviously, he's a minor legally. Um, and you're 22. So you're a man. Guys, 22 year old men used to start families, right? Used to have a whole family in a whole damn house. All right. Now we're like 32. Let's start it. Let's start the game up. But now um, you've seen the selfish nature of, of uh, the selfish ways of your mother. Although she might be in love right now. I think people love is a drug for, for ignorant people. Right. And so they do stupid things in the name of love. And then when the love wore off, wears off you're like oh my god you're trying to fix all of the stupid things you did all right but um because people mismanage and abuse love but now you're here at age 22 hopefully you're able to rebuild yourself and um or actually keep yourself stable while your mother has dashed off with a new dude who she's gonna divorce <laughs> she's already proven it somebody said how do you know coach S uh, second marriages have a larger fail rate than first it's actually dumb i know it so here he is right here. So uh, hopefully you can stabilize yourself in the absence of your mother as she chases off on, on her self-preservation tour of uh, finding a man with a retirement plan. 
And hopefully you can do that. So crazy, man. Uh, let's see here. Another Venmo. We'll call you Mike, Michael G. Blue Chip Mindset. Great info. Great show. Can you speak on family members guilt tripping you and trying to live with or living off of you? I can speak on that. And that's a co-sponsorship. I can speak on that. Oh, I had another one that I skipped. I'll come back to Jorge. I can speak on this. Guys, uh, your family members will try to destroy you, right? So I always tell people, look, if I'm trying to survive and I have a little life raft and I get on a life raft, but I know if I take on two family members, we will all sink. Um, I know that I can't take on that additional dead weight. All right. These people will have to jump on with a paddle, maybe bring additional raft. We can sew it together. We can work as a team. But oftentimes people don't want to work as a team. They want to see you work well, and then they will use the family guilt trip. Your sisters will could use this, not will. Your sister could use this. Your brothers could use this. Your mothers, your parents, your grandparents, your cousins. Your they will use family loyalty as a means to guilt you into helping them when they're mostly dead weight. We can just agree they're going to mostly be dead weight. You're building yourself up, and you're not even there to be able to support another human being in this way. But they'll say, let me crash on your couch for a week, a month. I'm going to get my life together. But you're still building yourself up. You can no, ill afford to take this dead weight. Like, they need to build themselves on their own time. They can't use you as you're trying to get out of your own struggle. But your own struggle may look better than their real struggle, right? And so they're like, hey, you're in a better position than me. You got an ex extra room. You got an empty couch. Doesn't mean I need or I'm supposed to take you on. Especially when you're not going to contribute because you're saying you don't even have the means to be able to support yourself. So what are you going to contribute to me when you actually move in or live on my couch. You're not going to pay rent. And when I tell you to pay rent, you're going to be like, whoa, this is not what family do. Yes, it, it is what family does. You bring something to help the other person. You got to help. You got to help. There's something to be said about this. I want you to listen to this. Listen to this. If a person moves in with you, whether they use, the, whether they use excessive resources or not, they can they consume 30% of the resources and the utilities in the house inadvertently or intentionally. Let's just say a person moves in and they sleep on your couch. Inherently, they consume 30% of the oxygen, if not more. They consume they consume 30% of the electricity, 30% of the gas, even if they just heating up top ramen, they consume 30% of the toilet paper, they consume 30% of the financial resources. They consume 30% even without trying. Even without trying, even if they just sat there like this, they're consuming 30%. And that's minimum. If they're actually reckless and don't give a damn, they're going to consume more, 35, 40, 45, 50. And then when you open your damn mouth about them paying, they're going to say, well, come on, man, help me out. No. No, because I know how this goes. See, sometimes you can actually have too much safety net, which makes their stay a little bit longer. I'm just going to stay for three months. It turns into six. Then it turns into a year. Then it turns into three years. Mm. Trust me. I've been in that situation and I regretted it, although it was helpful at times. It's a regretful situation because three years, I'm sorry, three months turns into three years really quickly. And just as a legal note, just as a legal note, if you do want to remove this person after a 30-day stay, you're going to need to file an eviction notice on your family member. 
you can't just kick them out. You can't just change the locks on the door. If you offer them a place to stay and they stay for more than 30 days, you might have to file an eviction notice to remove them. Number one, they're probably going to destroy the property. Number two, when you tell them to leave. And number three, many times if you are renting and you have a lease, or even sometimes if you have a mortgage or a HOA, you have to notify them for that extended stay. And that could change your deposit. That could change. That could change. They have to run the credit. That could affect your ability to rent in a future in a future neighborhood. Okay. So just letting family members crash like this is a devastating decision, and it doesn't break the cycle. It actually continues the cycle. All right. If they receive mail there, they are they have a legal duty or right to actually live in that property after 30 days or more. Check your check your laws. All right. Check your laws on this one. All right. Thank you for bringing that one up. Jorge Zapato says morning coffee CGA first red pill to swallow in life was when my father passed away and the family you think is supposed to be there for you. He says uh, you find it's the opposite. He says try and Venmo now since PayPal is tripping. Uh, yeah, man, uh, dude, guys, man, and it takes death to find out how your who your family really is. Oftentimes, as a man, when a man dies, all they do is find his carcass and pick his pockets, right? And they'll be like, "Ah, oh, he this," and they might even talk shit on your daddy. <laughs> um, and all they want to do is dump his ass in the grave and find out what he has. All right, uh, that that is the uh, that is the sad thing. I know I tell the hardcore truth. All right, but a lot of guys, you haven't experienced life yet. And, and you'll be sad as to how they're going to treat you when you dead, you legacy ninjas. I've seen it happen, bro. I've seen a man die, and all they did was fight over his life insurance. And you know how he went? You know how he sold them out? I'm going to tell you what he did. I'm going to tell you what this man did. He didn't make the, because he knew he was dying. This man was, he, he, this, the guy that I'm referring to knew he was dying. And what he did was he didn't make the last two premium payments on his life insurance to give them the middle finger he middle fingered everybody <laughs> he knew he was dying and he was like you know what f all y'all and he didn't pay his life insurance premium so guess what happened he died they dumped his ass in the carcass they dumped this carcass in the damn soil they gave his ass a long dirt nap and he said yeah <laughs> he was like, uh-huh. And they went to arguing. You, this actually divided the family significantly because everybody thought they was going to get a piece of the pie. Everybody thought they was going to dice up a $250,000 insurance policy. And sure damn enough, they diced up zero. <laughs> and they put his ass in a pine box and dumped his ass into the damn. All right. And guess what? He told them to screw themselves. So anyway, if your family acts up, if your family acts up and bites the hand that feeds them, don't leave them shit. And by the way, sometimes legally you have to leave everybody a dollar just so they don't fight legally. All right. Do your do your due diligence. So this is the importance of not being groomed for failure. Right. Groomed for do. You got to know and let your family members know if you bite the hand that feeds you, I'm going to leave your ass lacking. And I don't care who shows up at my funeral. <laughs> I don't know why you guys. I don't know why you guys are wondering who's going to show up at your funeral. There was actually when Kevin died. Nobody came to his funeral. And do you think he's thinking about that right now? <laughs> do you think 
when you in a damn casket. Hold on. <laughs> you looking down like this here? Damn, nobody's there. <laughs> I don't care. Like, dude, who cares? <laughs> but you guys think you're going to be conscious and waking up like this. Hold up. <laughs> Taking note. Head count. Damn, where everybody at? <laughs> who cares? You guys live to hold on to certain things that don't even matter, right? It doesn't matter. Does it matter in the end? It doesn't. There's other things that matter significantly more. Let me go ahead and get on with this. All right, I got uh, I got Cash App. I've been slipping on y'all Cash App, brothers, man. Thank you for the contribution. Double A, A&A Radio is in the building. He says, keep, keep saving lives, coach. Thank you, man. We're going to keep, 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 keeping on in the building. Nest Egg. Vault says, uh, great work, good brother. He says, great work, good brother. That's what we're doing. We, we, we flexing on them. Yes, indeed. Jones G, weapons of mass destruction change to WMD, women's of mass destruction. Protect yourself. And ladies, when I say you're self-destructive, this is not meant as hate. I'm just warning you. There's a nature in you that sometimes you lead with emotion. You teach your sons to lead with emotion. You teach them to be in young Tupac. Because that's what you wanted in a man. But this leading with emotion is self-destructive. You can't really see long-term. You can only see what's in front of you. And then later on, you learn, but you never take the accountability. Hey, we got a sponsorship here. Lord, soldier, the soldier Excelsior ends in the building. He says, well earned my first cash app ever. All right. And I messed up. I know what you're talking about. I won't reveal your other name. All right, but he's another contributor, longtime contributor to the show. I won't mix up things right here. Next time, put that up front. Shout out to Simon Small, contribution for the Blue Chip Mindset Series. It's a little bit of a focus, man. Your boy Scoot says, cat's out of the bag on this one. Keep up the rawness. All right, somebody's going to be angry at the end of this stream. Shout out to Wayne for the very generous super chat. Dorian B., unfortunately, your family will hold you back. Your family will hold you back. Men, you were meant to be explorers. You were meant to go find your sense of purpose. You were meant to go find things, not stay within your own little comfort zone and, and expect it to fall on your head. There's people that were like, oh, the industry's left. This is the Midwest mindset. Well, we live here. There used to be an industry here. They all left. Well, what the hell are you doing there? Then? <laughs> okay, I, I know, guys, it's difficult because they focus so much on young girls and women that they are not giving you anything, right? I get it. I'm not, I understand this. But why the hell would you stay in a place where there ain't shit going on there? Like, that's your, guys, that, that becomes your fault, all right? That's going to be your fault. You stay in there. Get the hell out of there. They got Greyhound buses, Spirit Airlines, Southwest want to get away. Well, my family comes before bullshit. Another excuse. Yep, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Milwaukee. Yeah, all the car industry, all these industrial revolutionary-based jobs left. They got the hell up out of there. Why didn't you follow them? There's a funny uh, skit by, I think, Earthquake talking about Mexicans. <laughs> right, shout out to my Mexican brothers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the audio. How about I play the audio? I'm going to put the disclaimer up before I play this. <laughs> I'm going to put the disclaimer up. Let me see if I can actually find it. I know I'm getting all off track. Let me see if I can find it. But Earthquake, uh, I'm going to see if I can find it. That ish was cracking me up. 
And this is sometimes the mindset that people don't have here. They don't realize what's going on. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, man, did I save it? I hate when I don't save the clip. Oh, shoot. He's talking about Mexicans and him getting replaced. Oh, maybe I didn't save it. No, I didn't save it. Damn. Hate when that happens. But uh, what he was talking about, he's like, they're the hardest working people. And uh, he was talking about they don't take lunch breaks and all this stuff. And then I came in. He came in with his mindset. He ended up getting fired, replaced by a Mexican. All right. But a lot of times, these the, the Mexican people, they go everywhere. You know what I mean? They be like, hey, I'm getting away from where I'm at. They'll leave their whole family behind. They leave their whole <laughs> He said, just play it, coach. I'm Mexican. I wish I saved it. I Damn, I thought I saved it on my Instagram. But what happens is they're known to pick up and go, right? They'll just pick up and go. They'll be like, okay, and then they'll bring their family later. They'll leave their, they'll leave their family, their, their family now, that, like their immediate family. They'll leave their kids. They'll leave their wife. And they'll be like, stay here. And the whole culture knows, hey, Jorge got to do what he got to do. Somebody has it. Somebody has it. Das Token has it. They like, I got to do what I got to do. And they never look down. They, not li- never. They rarely look down and be like, oh, that poor guy. That guy, he's a deadbeat. He left to go to work. And they'll get their money. They'll send the money back over there. They'll help everybody else. I'm not saying this is the best strategy, but it's a strategy. What you're doing is sitting there and doing nothing. Right. And then you're waiting for it, the the thing to fall on your head. All right. Or you're you're the worst of it all is you use politics to try to change it. You're using politics to try to change it. You're like, well, um, all the industries left, so I'll start voting for Biden or voting for Trump, if you will. I don't want to uh, disrespect everybody. You start voting for people to try to change the narrative when you could have changed it yourself. If somebody has that clip. It's actually go- it's gold. Anyway, I had to put the disclaimer up. Let me make sure I got enough here. Kirby says, awesome knowledge is always. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. And we got Shundre, I believe. Keep pushing knowledge, coach. Much appreciated. This is the tough love version of it. He says they don't get called Debbie's. These When they do this, they're like, okay, he got to do what he do to have this. But if I got, look. Uh, if a if a man from a American household so much as relocates, that woman will be in court trying to change the custody agreement within 15 days. This is what American women do. If the guy says, you know what, I got to move over here. Let's get an arena, Let's get an agreement. I'll continue to do this. Just just don't mess with me and my kids. Just send them during the summer. We'll rearrange the custody schedule. He so much as relocates, he's in deadbeat territory. They'll be, she'll be in court saying that 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 man abandoned his family. <laughs> he abandoned us. He left us. And you're sitting there like, wait a minute, no, I'm here. I had to better my situation. This was a better. I had to find opportunity for myself. Yes, I, it required me to move ahead of time, ahead of you, but I was going to bring you. Or I was sending money back. I could have sent money back. They'll be in court arresting custody from you. This is how different the mindset is in America. And sometimes a man can't move because he's in prison by a custody agreement. Think about how ridiculous that is. 
you have a custody agreement and the court says you can't move. Man, F, that's a middle finger to the court, right? Like, look, I'm going to give you the middle finger. I needed to provide for myself and my family and my children, okay? I can move. You can't tell me I can't move, right? This is, this is the mindset where you're groomed for doom. That's a groomed for doom scenario. So let's say you have a custody agreement and it's 15 years of custody agreement that you have to outlive. They'll say you can't move or you'll be penalized. Because the American woman entitled mindset is to penalize you at all costs. And any chance they get, they're going to penalize you. And they're going to drag you in. Why did you move? I had to support myself. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Anyway. Shame on you. You lose all parental rights because you move to support yourself. Jesus Christ. You like you look at that. They ass like, OK, you get Martin Luther Lee on that. What? And I got to pay child support. OK, I get penalized here. You looking at they ass like, what the fuck is this? bullshit? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude. Hey, I, I tell you guys, man, don't play the family court's game. All right, tell them to go stick it up their ass and then sue their ass and then put the shit in court of appeals. All right, delay everything. Delay, delay, delay. Don't get served. Don't get process served. Don't don't hold court. Like if, if they have an attorney and the attorney start calling you and you happen to answer the phone, I would literally sit there. Die. I ain't got no business with you. Click. <laughs> tell them to stick it up their ass. All right. But you guys won't do it. And don't sign nothing. I give you guys game here. All right. But you guys don't have, you can't cuff your balls. Enough to do this shit. Let's talk about this. What's also what's also keeping you in this cycle? Here's the deal. Uh, men have a situation where you don't care for yourself. Let's talk about this. You, you have a lack of self-care. So a lot of the things that we actually look at as things that actually can make your life a lot better, which would be therapy, the rapist be, um, massages. You know, uh, keeping yourself physically fit, getting manicures and pedicures, and all of a sudden, oh man, I don't do those things actually help you in your skin development. Um, I would say another thing, but it's going to be constituted as pause, so I won't even say that. Making sure that your hair is cut and trimmed, that you're the best version of yourself, you're confident. Making sure you have the proper clothing and all these things. The lack of self care that men exhibit in this world, because we're constantly focusing on everything else, is ridiculous. You guys okay? You guys got yellow toenail fungus and all of this. You got pot bellies. You can't walk more than two flights of stairs. You never get massages. You don't take care of yourself medically. All of a sudden, yeah, you don't get your colonoscopy. Okay, you don't do any of these things. And I oftentimes see guys chasing other things. And this is keeping you in a cycle in which you could probably die earlier than you know. You don't get your blood work done. You don't check if you have hypertension. You die early because you don't have the signs or you actually, uh, uh, you take, you don't do your due diligence in understanding what pharmaceuticals are. You get hooked on drugs and all of a sudden you're 52 and you're taking 28 pills to stay alive per day. You don't take a multivitamin. You eating too many, you know, too many, too many foods that are processed. You don't prepare your meals or have somebody that will prepare, prepare you, maybe because the women in your culture think preparing food is weakness. Oftentimes, everybody is out here walking around overweight. You, most people are out here walking around obese. And this is another thing where you're groomed for doom. We normalize obesity, right? When it's definitely a recipe for disaster for most people who are obese. Okay, I mean, I... You can say what you want, but we have all of this body, body positivity, uh, body positivity, 
which is basically grooming people for doom. And now everybody's walking around normalizing people who look like they've been a, uh, an Operation GMO with lumps and lards of fat everywhere on their body where it should not be. All right. You're a genetically modified object, human being, knuckle dragger. How are you normalizing large lumps of lards of fat everywhere? I don't get it. And then we call it thick and preferences. And, you know, we was living a good life. We was at swim thick and we, it was a vibe. Yeah, but. <laughs> and then they fool you, grooming you for doom, saying, well, you can't indicate if these people are healthy or not. I mean, come on, man. I'm telling you what, man, this society. What are we doing? This is grooming you for doom. And oftentimes what's happening, it's self-destructive people with self-destructive natures that promote these agendas. 25 years ago, we made it acceptable to be this. And somehow men, you know, men in your horniness are doing, uh, are saying you're attracted to this type of thing. Guys, that's lust. It's a vice. Understand if you have vices and be honest with yourself. Do you have a vice? This is keeping you in your groom for doom nature. Like vices, example of vices would be smoking, smoking weed. All right making you lethargic, making you more acceptable, making you passive. I don't want to be passive. I want to be defensive. <laughs> I'm always on my defense. I'm always looking at motherfuckers like, mm. but if I'm passive, I'm more accepting of bullshit, right? Think of the word pacify, passive. I don't know if that's the same root, but we're going to say it is today. You're pacifying yourself or you're making yourself passive more likely to accept anything, all right? Or less defensive, like, hey, no, 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 no. You can't even stand up for yourself after you done smoked yourself out. What about the vices of gambling? All right, I live in Las Vegas. People assume that I moved here for gambling purposes. I don't have a gambling problem, all right? I don't even gamble on sports, all right? I, I learned my lesson when I was 15 years old. I gambled on the San, Sacramento Kings and Milwaukee Bucks game one day, and I was in... Fucking, I was in pain listening to the game on the radio. I was like, forget gambling on games. I can't do it. All right, most of the time, it's a lose-lose proposition. Many times you will win, most times you will lose. All right, even the guys that gamble like crazy, Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley, they tell you they lost millions on this vice. All right, so I'll show up. I'll play hands of blackjack. All right, the minute I lose 50 bucks, I'm out of there. I'll be like, oh, hell no. All right, I'm out, bro. Where are we at here? Somebody said, uh, check my IG here on the Mexican video. Let's see if I can find it. All right, let me see here. I wonder if it's set on top. Oh, holy holy! I just, uh, it's set on top request. So let me see all requests if it goes in order. Nah, it's not in order, Sean. Yo, Sean, it's all loading this up, Sean. <laughs> all right, here we go. We got it right here. Let me see if I got it. Let me see. Oh, here it is. Yeah, this is the one. I got it. Oh, hold on for a second. What? I can't hear it. Oh, shoot. It's not. Skip lunch oh, here it is. Okay, here we go. I fucked around. And I'm going to tell you who you don't want to work with. Mexicans. Wait, what the hell's going on? Wait, a harmless man. Is sorry, sorry, y'all. I'm going to tell you who you don't want to work with. Mexicans. They make a nigga look bad at the job. They don't take no breaks or nothing. They work eight hours straight, skip lunch and everything. 
I fucked around and worked with some Mexicans putting roofs up. They can put a roof up in 30 minutes. I had to get on a ladder, on the ladder, take a break, nigga. We got eight hours. What you rushing for? They just gonna give us another roof. They let my black ass go, got another Mexican. I, I'm gonna tell you who you all right. I thought that was funny. That's Earthquake, who is a black community, uh, black comedian. Uh, he was talking about the work ethic. So he like, yo, he's like, what you working so hard for? And then what happens is you lose out on your opportunity, man. The work ethic ain't there. Uh, and you you have a different mindset. These people have a mindset of, hey, we trying to survive. And you have a mindset of, hey, I'm trying to do the bare minimum. And then you end up getting replaced. Love it. All right. Try not. I'm not was here to defend Mexicans or blacks. Somebody said he was black. Yeah, he's black. That was a black comedian. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that. But yeah, if you're in a situation like that, a lot of times we would do that. A lot of people left on that one. I love that bit, though. So vices, gambling, women is women are a vice. Women are a vice. I want you to understand lusting after women is a vice. We all struggle with this one. This is why we're in this space in this space. All right. So women are a vice. Obviously, if you're pay pay for playing and you're going outside of your budget and it's getting out of control, it could affect you. All right. The desire to please women and get attention from women can disable you. And many people never overcome this. This is the scenario that I keep presenting to you where guys will say they'll be past their 30s, way past their 30s. And they're talking about um, how well they can please women. I, I, I know it, it, it might seem like that's a win. It might seem like that's impressive. You know what I mean? But at a certain point, bro. Remember, I showed you the video of the dude. He was homeless and he was like. I master in giving orgasms to women. If any, he was like, if any doctors, lawyers, hardworking career women, if you guys want to have orgasm, and the dude was homeless. I'm like, man, I tell you, bro, like at some particular point, you got to grow up and out of that. I know it's fun. You know what I mean? It's fun. I get it. Or the act of obtaining women. In your 20s, okay. You know what I mean? Up to 25, yeah. Okay. 27, I get these holes. All right. Yeah. Now we got to grow up. We got to grow up. And the, the this lack of maturity is a vice. Sooner or later, you're going to get caught up in where it costs you more to keep this lifestyle up than it actually is rewarding. Actually is rewarding. So uh, that's a vice. So try to eliminate vices in your life. Uh, to break the cycle. Sometimes your father had these same vices, all right? Or sometimes your mentors had these same vices, like pimps. Show me pimps that have retired well, that haven't had any legal problems, and they're sitting on acres and acres of land, right? And they said, this is all worth it. Most of them die broke, insane, all right? But they perm all disrupted and displaced in the corner of a jail cell, all right? That's where pimps lie at. And so I know our culture, um, somehow manifests that pimpism is a going to lead to future rewards, but it's a reward that's somewhat temporary, right? It's a reward in that place. Oftentimes they don't have extravagant lifestyles after that. Many of them do not. Many of them have to keep that lifestyle. And it's a, it's a lifestyle that strips your soul. Trust me. I have a relative that's in it and he's got, he's serving 150 years. All right. That he was a legit in the Midwest. He was a legit PIMP and he's well-known. Okay. But, but I remember there were times that you can look in the guy's eyes and he was dead on the inside. 
He was dead on the inside. Again, I, I don't. I'm not saying everybody's gonna say the one pimp that they know. You know what I mean? Mm. He seemed to be doing all right. Do you know his history? I'm not trying to diss the guy, but he'll go and tell you what his history is. It is. It wasn't a pretty picture. You know what I mean? It was not pretty. It was not pretty. So go look at it. He actually will tell you all of the legal troubles that he got into. And he came out. He's a good guy. He seems to be a good guy. He's very entertaining. Would you think, would that be worth it? Would you want to go through all of that to end up where he is now? You know what I mean? It's crazy. So vices. Oh, somebody says YouTube. Pimp, uh, YouTube uh, is just too much. Sometimes you got to get out. You got to get out of getting too much YouTube videos for sure. Let me see here. Let's talk about this one. Uh, nothing, uh, it says here, not willing to take risks. Not willing to take risks. Or, or not wanting to be hated. So a lot of guys have this, uh, this formula of not willing to take risks. And I know what you're going to say. Well, you tell men to not get to relationships and marriage. All right. Well, that's a significant risk where the reward is, is, is low. All right. The reward is low. I'm, I'm talking about taking risks where the reward is extremely high relationships the reward is low for men so taking that risk is a gamble that is going to reward you very minimally statistically right so yes you're going to have children more times than not you're going to get stripped from those children so that is, is that a reward willing to take that i mean is that a risk willing to that, that what do you call it that you're willing to take and give up everything you have to decide that you have to decide that. But there's a lot of people not willing to take risks overall in logical things like starting businesses, leaving your family, leaving your family behind, like your immediate family, not your kids. You're not willing to move to a different area for a different opportunity. You're not willing to move from your mother's house. Right. You're you're living in the comfort of your mother's house and you're 26, 29, 30, 32 and you're saying the rents are too high, Biden inflation. Well, this is the time where you create the life that you want to create in tough times. Tough times make strong men, right? But you're not willing to take the risk and thus you don't grow. You're not willing to make investments, not only in markets and housing and whatever. You're not even willing to invest in yourself. So it's going to be difficult for you. You got to break the cycle. Are you going to fall on your face sometimes? Yes. Yes, you are. But you're also going to learn so that next time when you take this risk, you're ahead of the game. I've actually tried to start businesses before and it failed. Um, you know, when I was young, 18 or 19, I started the AAU program. All right. With the help of another guy, I started the AAU program. And um, at this time, I'm 18, 19, and I got suburban parents paying me a lot of money, which was a lot of money for that day. Right. For my time for as a young man. And uh, a lot of people were like, wow. And so I never had a job when I was that young. I've had, well, I did, but. They were short term. I started the AU program and it lasted three years until I got into college basketball coaching. Right. And that that exposure led me to take another risk and get into that particular profession. But I'm 19 years old. Parents paying me X amount of dollars per month to train their kids, to take their kids all over the state, sometimes out of the out of the uh, state to play in basketball tournaments. And when I discovered that I could do that, I was like, God damn. That it was just mind blowing to me that people would be willing to pay me for something like that. And so I took the risk and I've taken that risk a couple of times. I started several AU programs that other people took over and made them pretty good. 
So you got to be willing to take that risk, especially when you're young. And I, I gave up the pursuit of women to do that. Because had I been pursuing women primarily as a primary solution, and I would have never put in the energy to do that. And I would have actually got distracted by that, by pursuing women. And I said, you know what? Women will come as a result of this. They're not going to come if I prioritize this. So that is what I knew. And I've always been kind of mature for my, people have to say I have an old soul, but I've been mature for my years. I've been mature, but a lot of guys never mature in this. So now let me say this, and then we'll go to the super chat. So now, now that I'm in the place that I am, now I can go back and make up for lost time. I can make up for lost time. Now I can go back and enjoy women of all ages. Now I can get into this and understand what a vice is and actually temper myself. When I see myself getting a little bit more distracted by women, because this is going to happen, I can pull myself back. I can go, yeah, I'm enjoying the junior college. Okay, I'm enjoying it a little bit too much. Let me pull myself back. And I don't think more, I think mostly people come to my show, not because I can get junior college women. <laughs> I never tried to make that a priority. I actually said, yes, you can have fun over here. But people come to my show for other reasons. I think people go to other people's show so they can get women. And it legitimately is a situation where it has very little return. Very little return on your investment for men. It is a vice. Not saying men, women are bad, but it becomes a vice. And women, by virtue of your vice to them, take advantage of you. Because they know you'll do just about any foolish thing in order to get their attention. And so we then we blame them for doing the dumb things that they do, like thirst trapping, finessing you for dates, all right, scamming you. We blame them, but you have to blame yourself. All right, you have to have the discipline. So let's go on and do the super chats. I, I promised myself that I would only do two hours today. I'm going to try to trim shows down to the two hour mark so I can make them more palpable and pleasurable for the uh, replay game. All right, that's what I'm, we'll see if I can fulfill that promise. So let's do the PayPal's right now. Let's do the PayPal's. We got um, we got a couple people here that are contributing to today's show. Although these shows are least viewed, we got a lot of people that do enjoy the show. So shout out to Herbert Collins is in the building with his government name. He says, I appreciate the work you do. Bless up CGA and the coach gang. I got, I got money. best regards to her from Herbert. All right, thank you, brothers, and all the brothers, all the brothers from another mother and all of that stuff. All right, where we got here, we got, uh-oh, I was going to say your government name. We'll call you Chans, Chans or Chaz. He says, don't give up on your dreams because you've aged. You can reach your goal at age 60 if you keep pushing, and the stat girls will be optional for no messing around with Zoe's uh, that want a gold digger, though. Yes. Uh, most men don't accomplish anything until their mid-30s, 40s, and maybe their mid-40s. And depending on how much you've been groomed for doom, most men don't accomplish anything until their 50s. And then you start to say, well, we don't need these things, right? Materialism is a vice. Materialism is a vice. Just think about the amount of impoverished people that chase material things 
that look gaudy. And I'm not, you know, listen, I know I'm not, people are going to be like, you're just dissing Jordans and all that stuff. Guys, uh, you know, sometimes those things can cost you your life. You, you're buying those things at this point in your life is actually dumb. Right? You're just, it's just actually mind blowing and mind boggling. Uh, I actually were, it was able to buy a couple of nice Jordans and Louis Vuitton equipment. You know where it is. You know where that is. It's in my damn closet. <laughs> I don't even break it out because it's not even make. It doesn't make. I break it out occasionally, but it don't even make a difference in my life anymore. When I couldn't afford it, I would be like, oh, Louis bag. <laughs> it's in my damn closet. I got two Louis bags sitting up in there, right? Sitting up there with the case. In the closet. Collecting dust. It's crazy. And then I think about it. You know why it's really sitting in there? Because I'm going, where the hell would I actually carry this? <laughs> like, what would I do with this? Like, where am I going to go with this? Okay, I can't take it to Mexico. That would be put my ass a big ass target. I can't travel with this thing. You know what I mean? By myself, carrying two Louis bags. That would be dumb. Somebody says Louis bags for a dude. Hell yeah. They make it for dudes. All right. It's crazy, man. Same thing with Jordans, though. Same thing with Jordans. How many Jordans do you need? You got like two feet. 80 pairs of Jordans. Now, listen, if you can afford it, it's good. You know what I mean? You're good. But most people live at their mama's house with 30 pairs of Jordans. Thirty. How can how can we how, do we make sense of this? Do we make sense of this? It, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like we got to really prioritize what's going on here. Do you own the stock? The, the the Nike stock is cheaper than the shoes. Like get it? You know what I mean? Like but but, but shout out. They have a fake Jordan thing that you can wear. I don't know if you guys know this. What are they called? I'm gonna do a video on that shit. Fake jewelry, yeah, it's actually a, these are vices that many times, if you think about it, this materialistic lifestyle was groomed in you by, I'm going to say it, single mother mindset, but it's okay because they prioritize these things, right? They actually got you to sit and sit and perm your hair and look like your auntie. They got you to actually prioritize all of these things. A girl, a girl is going to judge you by shoes, a straggle daggle will. A girl, you know what you know that the old scene where the, the the Steve Harvey every man should have eight suits, a brown one, a gray one, a black one. Okay, but you live in your mama's house. Can we talk about that first? Every man should have three suits. How many? What what is the thing? I always see the dude, the fashion dudes, and then they change the suit every time he changes the color. Every dude should have eight suits. You should have a pair, eight pairs of pants, and three jackets. And a pair of gators, Stacy Adams, and then the pair of. But you live at your mama's house and you broke. Let's go backwards and start this shit over. <laughs> Let's start with the mindset. This is ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, you should have a pair of uh, eight pair of slacks and two two sport coats and whatnot and three shirts. Yeah, but. Where do you live? 
Let's start that shit over. All right. Yeah, you got Stacey Adams and Gators, and you got Red Bottom. What, what what's the Red Bottom company? I got a pair of those. I wore them once. You know, I wore them once because I sat up there and ruined the bottom of them the first time I wore them. I was like, what? Shit. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Christian Louboutin. Living in a damn boarding house. How do you live in a boarding house? With Louboutins. This is the stuff. This is a vice. This is a materialism vice that you got to get out of it. You got to dig yourself out of this mindset. I see it too much. I see it way too much. And I'm going, that's not the way to do it, bro. You, you, you can't, you can't do that. I know it's nice to have nice things, but you can, you could actually live. You could actually improve your living first and then go back. And I guarantee you, when you go back and buy those things, they will be meaningless. Because as a one, a pimp once said, if you know what you got, then you ain't got much. If you know what you got, then you ain't got much. So you sitting there, I got, I got 30 pairs of Georges. I got eight pairs of Christian Louboutin. I got two, five Louis bags. Shit. But that's all you got in your life then. That's all you got. So I got, somebody says, do I have a pair of Yeezys? Yep. I, I have all, I have all of those things. And I really don't even show it. I can show y'all all of that fabulous bullshit, but I look at it. I go in my closet and I look at it and I say, that shit means nothing to me. And then what do I do? I put on the same black old Navy t-shirt. <laughs> I put on, I have like what? 15, 20 pairs of jeans. I put on the same two. I just rotate them. Some of the bitches back and forth. <laughs> I'll be like this, that. Yep. Yep. I go with what's comfortable to me. I just, that that stuff to me, I, there's a time and a place for it. So if I want to go feel fly and flossy, I'll go do that for a moment in time. But I don't let that stuff define me. That stuff doesn't define me at all. Some people are impressed by it. I, I get it. But many of people that are impressed by it don't even have what I have that led me up to be able to afford that. I wash the jeans. But I don't wear jeans that often. So when it comes down to it, Yeah, man. I mean, look, those mater those material materialism is cool if it doesn't prevent you from getting ahead. But like, let's just say you want to ha have those materialistic things and you use all half of your net worth, if not all of your net worth to obtain it. I think your priorities are out of whack. I was able to buy those things well after I made all the sacrifice, the risks. I ate plates of shit uh, for two years. I let people give me hand me downs. I actually worked and then I bought all that stuff. And then when you buy it, you're going to go in there. You're going to go in there and you're going to look at it and it's not going to mean much. It's not going to mean the same when you can afford it. When you can't afford it, it's going to mean like the world to you. Again, if you know what you got, you ain't got much. So if you had to really be like, oh, shit, I'm going to wait for my paycheck. I'm going to spend 70% of my paycheck for this pair of shoes. It means everything to you. If you were managed to lose it, you would be devastated. Uh, this is the point I'm making. I'm not saying that stuff is meaningless. What I'm saying, is, I'm, I'm saying you're dumb for buying those things, but I'm saying sometimes you buy those things to impress people who probably hate you. 
probably doesn't make a difference. They're probably going to hate you more than they like you. Same thing with a Porsche. Many people like me, but probably people want to pray and pray on my downfall. There's people that say this in the comment section all the time. You're going to lose your Porsche. I hope you lose your Porsche. I hope you crash it, right? This is an example of, this is an example of the mindset that I'm talking about. SAU says, F the family coach. I open my eyes. I can see that they never did anything for me. They try to set me back. I don't owe them anything. I'm on my own cutting this toxic, uh, cutting this toxic persons. I think you mean, yeah, cutting them out of your lives. Oh, man. I'm a little, again, cold-blooded guy, so I know it's not the same. It's not the same for everybody. A lot of people do, they have to have these things. This, I think they're vices. Shout out to No Name. He says, I meant last night stream. You seem flustered. Oh, last night. Did I seem flustered? Probably. I don't remember last night's stream. <laughs> All right. But uh, there was a, there was a, there was somebody. Yeah. Anyway, I won't get too graphic there. <laughs> Winnie Wall says, I'm 41, custodial parent in New York City. My daughter will be 22 next week and works for a major tech company. Should I charge her rent? Man, this is going to be a tough one. <laughs> this is going to be a tough one, man. Oh, man. I, I, I'm going to say, yes, absolutely. Now, should you price gouge her? That's another question, but you're in New York City. I don't know how big your place is. I'm sure it's very small, but you got to have her understand that she has an obligations. Obligate uh, money, money situations presents obligations for the person in which they can be taught um, responsibility, right? Responsibility. So I think if she lives off you for free, then sometimes she won't work as hard, right? But it sounds like she has a job, but then she'll go out late. You'll find her ordering excessive Amazon boxes and you'll find her going out, getting drinks, partying and traveling. And what's going to happen is you're going to become resentful of her and you're going to say, hey, you know what I mean? Are you really preparing yourself financially? Right. I think if you give her a little bit of an obligation, she will understand how to learn how to manage money. You don't have to have her pay half the rent, but you got to give her an obligation. All right. Otherwise, she's going to spend that money on high heel shoes and trips and all of this bullshit. Right. And then she's going to look at you crazy when you try to assert yourself and give her the responsibility. So I would make her pay something. Yes. Absolutely. You got to determine what that is. I can't determine that for you because I don't know what the living situation is. But yeah, kids need obligations. A 22 year old woman needs a financial obligation. And what you're going to find out is she might have to a little to, to make the obligation meet the obligation because the paycheck is not going to be enough. She might have to slob on a little knob to make it. You know how many girls are trying to hook up right now on Seeking with dudes right now? Because they need to make their rent right now. Right now they're doing it. And this is without a doubt what our culture is designing women to do. All right. This is because they lack vision. And this is a part of our culture now. Let me go ahead and show you uh, right here. It's now ingrained in our culture for women to patch up their finances by sticking a little... All right, let's go ahead and play the clip. Here it is right here.
All right. If you guys can't read the screen or you're listening by playback, it says right here, woke up to my sister paying our rent. Woke up to my sister paying our rent. Here it is, August 3rd. This is your last day before you get the three-day pay or quit notice, and you're headed to eviction. And there's women right now, there's women right now that are trying to make their obligations right now via this way. More than you know. So I would charge her rent, but I would make sure that she's using portions of her paycheck to pay it, not her mouth, or what's between her legs, right? Because they think they got an ATM between their legs sometimes. I mean. I'm not saying that this is what they're saying. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. And I wish these things were, you know, you could call me an evil name for talking about these things, but they're the ones putting it out here. They're the ones putting this type of information out here in a joking manner. But trust me, they're not joking. I've had plenty of people tell me yesterday that they need to meet, they need to pay rent. They didn't have enough to patch up. So they wanted to see the coach. <laughs> and I said, I can't take all of y'all. Uh, shout out to Winnie Wall. He's Winnie Walling. He's winning. Let me see here. We got, uh, is this Billy the Kid? No, 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 no. This is Triggerverse. He says, um, Eve literally had the whole world plus Adam who was probably six foot and handsome. And she tricked, she tricked the bag with Satan, the ultimate bad boy. It's the story of the self-destructive nature. Again, a lot of women are divorced their husbands right now. And they're, they're, they're regretting that the husband, I showed you that video. They're regretting that the husband living a positive lifestyle and she's out here struggling. Ben Fledge in the house had a broke cousin stay with me. His feet smelled so bad. I told him to wash them damn feet or get out. He left. He says, air got a lot, the air got a lot cleaner. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ben Fledge, let the cousin live with you, and his feet was stanking. Nah, see, I can't do that. Deadly Edley is in the building. I'll read it. I will save all your blue chip mindsets on a USB drive and show them to my future son. I want, he says, I want, I want have raise. I won't have to raise and lecture him about life myself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think this lifestyle, man, I mean, I was put out. I wasn't put out on the street. Actually, you know, I was prepared to move out of my parents' house. And. um, Yeah, I was actually prepared to move out. And uh, it was a struggle, man. It was a struggle. I lived off Costco frozen chicken and spaghetti. I ate spaghetti. I, I mean, I have an iron stomach now and my immune system is super high. Like it's hard for me to catch a disease. <laughs> Because I basically was like living on, you know, four day old spaghetti. Like food don't get me sick. Y'all be getting food poisoning and all kind of shit. Y'all be like, oh, I got an iron stomach. I got an iron immune system. All I did was drink water. Okay. I, I'm comfortable drinking water. Y'all got to trick the water and put all kind of flavoring and sugar all in your water. I was like, shit, this all I had. Water. Gee. <laughs> anyway, y'all eat one thing, y'all but get bubble guts, all of that stuff. I was like, man, my stomach, my stomach already tore up. Anyway, let's see here. Last one on PayPal, Coach. The people who sell YouTube channels. Uh, he says how it works is they either have a group or bots. I don't know. Do I need to even cover this one right here? 
I'm not going to cover this one. Um, okay. He's talking about selling YouTube channels. I'm not going to cover that because it is what it is. But shout out the Vans, Timestamp Gang in the building. All right. And then we add uh, Billy the Kid here on PayPal. And then we're going to, uh, he says, damn coach, no wonder I be getting, hey, big head text the end of the, end to the beginning of the month. Yep. Hey, guys, between the 26th, the end of the month, until the sixth day of the month, be on guard. Be on guard. Women are trying to make their obligations and they're going to use dating. So this isn't just prostitution. They're going to use dating. They're going to use sugar daddies. They're going to use, they're going to come over and give you some segs. They're going to get free meals from you. Uh, between the 26th of the end of the month to probably the 6th of the beginning of the month, that is where you need to be on guard. They're going to claim relationships. They're going to be like, oh, you know, maybe I'm thinking about getting together with you. Ex-girlfriends are going to come back. Ex-wives are going to be filing cases on you look at when anytime if you go to family court anytime you get a case filed on you i guarantee you it's filed somewhere towards the end of the month where they stress the hell out <laughs> or the beginning of the month there's somewhere right in there where they done they stressed out about rent all oh, after stuff i'm taking his ass back for a modification it's somewhere around that range it's always going to be filed around that range why because they stressed they struggling. Ex-girlfriend comes back. Oh, I'm thinking of you. It's probably going to be by the end of the month or the beginning of the next month. You guys got to understand patterns in human behavior. It's real out here. It's real out here in the field. And most of these things are done because they can't meet their obligations. And, and just say this. It's tough to meet obligations for anybody out here. So I'm not making fun of people who can meet their obligations. It's tough out here for everybody. But men don't have a safety net. Some of you guys do. You guys will live up under women's roofs. I don't know. I don't. I can't call yourself a man if you do that. No, man, you don't know, man. I'm making these girls spend their money on me. They spending their tax return on me, coach. I'm a real man. And I got these women. I'm going to find me a rich woman. And she's going to do all of this and that. That that You can't say you're a man for that. that you're, you're cool and all. Okay, good luck. Some woman spent $2,500 on you. <laughs> Homosexuals, twenty five hundred dollars, twenty five whole hundred dollars. Fantastic. Do you are you proud of yourself? Twenty five hundred dollars, guys. You can spend twenty five hundred dollars on a woman, and she'll be broke by tomorrow. Or <laughs> you know what's gonna happen. So, but you got Jordans and some damn jeans and a P PS five. Oh man, I make these girls spend their money on me. Twenty five hundred bucks. Imagine, imagine you bragging about 2,500 bucks <laughs> that she's probably going to claim back. She's going to take it back when you break up. She's going to take it back when you break up. I know. Hope, hope you guys know that. Or she's going to spend, she's going to, she's going to, she's going to pour gasoline all on them. And she's going to blow it up. She's going to, she's going to take a back to your PlayStation. You're amazing gentlemen. Right. <laughs> all right. Man, wow. $2,500 worth of clothes. Like, dude, I got $2,500. I can buy my own clothes. Sitting up against this fat woman for tax purposes, that's okay. I'll pass. And I guarantee you, she's going to short herself on rent trying to impress you. Uh, let's go over to Venmo. Venmo says... Uh, 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 relevant music says, thank you for what you do. Divorcing the wife 
for choosing the streets over family and God. In these streets. Just order my Tesla, having a house built next, then looking for three virgin brides. Three things no one will have before me, my car, my home, and my woman. Yes. Oh, wow. Three virgin brides. So appreciate that one right there. Guys, uh, taking a risk, divorcing your wife or leaving your bad, toxic relationships is a risk worth the reward. And um, I'm hoping that you don't have kids because otherwise she's going to come after whatever you buy. Um, so it sounds like you don't have kids, so you're good. But uh, when you start living the lifestyle, she's going to come after those resources because she's not going to be able to make it. All right. So shout out to you. Congratulations, man, for living a good life. Good luck with the virgin brides. I'm not sure <laughs> if that is possible, but maybe it is, man. All things are possible. All right, Salif T, thank you, coach. I appreciate my father more than I ever had after I was groomed to hate his ass. There you go. Groomed for, groom for destruction. Your father's no good. That's grooming young men for destruction, right? And so you guys will get into these situations where you hate your father only to realize when you become a father, you get put through the same scenarios your father went through and uh, you start looking at your mother. Have you ever looked at your mom? A lot of men can't do this. This is ice cold. We're getting at the two-hour mark, and we're almost done. We're going to finish with the uh, cash apps. Have you ever looked at your mother like after you've been through a relationship, a toxic relationships, and don't say you ain't never been through one? No, man, I held masculine frame in all my relationships. I dominated my hoes. I ran roughshod all over my hoes. All right, all right, take your ass to the store with that. Anyway, have you ever been in a toxic relationship and you looked at your mama like this? <laughs> you can't grow up until you've done that. You can't mature until you looked at your mama and put two and two together. Like, it was you. <laughs> your mama sitting over there like, you talking to your mom, you're like, mom, man, damn, my baby mom doing this, my baby mom doing that, my baby mom. And you looking over at your mom like, and your mom sitting there like this here. How dare her? She like, how dare you? How dare that woman do that to you? This is despicable behavior. It's reprehensible. She's sitting over there. Tell me more. Oh boy, don't tell me more. Karma hitting your mama like a ton of bricks. Karma, you know what that is? It's karma hitting your mom. See, you don't realize that you're a product of your mother. And you're a product of everything she did in relationships. You're also a product of your father and everything he did out in these streets. And then you're going to grow up because she groomed you for doom or your father groomed you for doom. And then every damn piece of karma that they had out in these streets is going to hit you. It's payback for what your parents did back in the day. See, you don't realize that because you think you're a product of your own decisions. But karma's a bitch. And karma's hitting your single mama like crazy because now your baby mama or your ex-wife or your girlfriend doing the same bullshit that your mama did. And you like looking at her like this here. And then it started making sense. You know what your mama and your daddy been through. You're like, mm. they've been in court the whole time. You like, mm. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of you guys will not do this because you like, oh, my mom's and this and that. My mom's an angel and my mom would never do this. And she was that. Most times you're the result 
of the decisions your mom and dad made, if not all times. And your mama's listening to you struggle in your relationship, struggle with your baby mama terrorist, struggle with your ex-wife, struggle with your kids in custody. And your mama did the same thing to your daddy. Your mama did the same thing to your daddy. It is then when you realize you've been groomed for doom. You start calling your daddy up. Dad, tell me what happened. And then your dad might give you a little bit. He might be programmed like the woman in Get Out. He can't break his own programming. He's been shell-shocked. He's been hoodwinked and bamboozled. He's been dragged all through the damn village. He's damn near, dis- he's, he's bitter and hurt. <laughs> he's bitter and hurt. And there you go. You're sitting there like, wow. So anyway, we won't just leave it up to the moms. Your dads too. Your dads too. Your dads, your dads the same thing. You know what I mean? So you got to understand. He said, don't talk about my mama. Sometimes, and so sometimes we'll look, we'll look at dads and we'll penalize them. See, when, when, when men are held accountable, men are always held accountable. So if dads did things that were toxic, we hold them responsible, right? You'll say, F my daddy, and my daddy wasn't there, and my daddy was on drugs, and my daddy started a whole new family. But men start a whole new families. That happens all the time. Why did he start it? Let's go back. Oh, shit. Do we want to actually look at your baby mama, look at your mother as a baby mama terrorist? It's going to be hard. See, we'll hold the dad, we'll penalize the dad, but we won't come down on the mom. Sometimes you got to look at your mama and say, was my mama a skeezer? Did my mom get skeeted in and, and he, he skedaddled? Was my mama 304? I'm not talking about my mom. You got to ask your mama that. Was my mom on the carousel? <laughs> See, all these things that we accuse women of, your mama's included. And your mama black. If your mom wasn't married, which that's many of y'all, y'all was a oopsie baby. And your dad was a Rolling Stone and skeeted in her, and he was a no-good bum. (laughs) Now you got to look at your mom like, hmm. But you won't do it, will you? You won't do it. Or your mom was this woman right here. And that's you. Your mom picked the that's you guy, and that's your daddy. Your daddy is the that's you guy. And that's you. (laughs) I tell you, I'm cold-blooded over here, man. I'll give you the hardcore truth. All right, look, let me do cash apps and get up out of here, brothers. Thank you for the contributions. We're a little over two hours. I'm trying. All right, where are we at here? Shout out to, let me see. Everett Walker says these blue chip mindset streams are very important. Free agent for life. Hashtag free agent lifestyle. Uh, Fast money will call you. Fast money for Teddy. He says longtime ninja watcher, first time contributor. Appreciate you, man. First time, long time. Thank you, man. Brian Horsley back again. Yes, sir. Jones G, Red Bottom Church shoes gave me bunion, Sean. <laughs> yes, dude. Those shoes don't feel good, by the way. I'm not trying to take business from them. It's hard. Those shoes don't feel good, especially if you're going to be walking long distances, walking on gravel roads. You live somewhere in Tupelo, Mississippi with Red Bottom shoes. Like, why? You walking through dirt roads. They got flash floods coming all in there. The Mississippi River go over and all that. Damn. What happened in Kentucky? 
All right, Kentucky, Mississippi River then flooded. Murky ass water. All right, shout out to Ryan. Ryan, we'll call you Nike Ryan in the building. All right, appreciate you, brothers, man, for the contributions. Let me check all before I skedaddle myself. Uh, where are we at here? We got, uh, yep, okay, SNU, SAU with the last one over on PayPal. What do we got, man? He says, Coach, my mom cheated on my father. Then my baby mama finessed me. She sided with her, and then, and they are still confidants. All, all you say is true. All right, so that's the actually the worst scenario when you actually getting finessed in your family or your mother or your aunts or your cousins, female cousins, they side with your baby mom. Now, that's even 10 times worse. Now you're going, holy shit. Oh, man, boy. Anyway, we're giving lessons out today. Look, enjoy your day. We'll be back in the evening. Yes, we will. We'll be back for the evening and all of that stuff with some other hard-hitting information that you need to know. Shout out to the coach gang. And we out of here. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s, is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you.